They're celebrating their 30th anniversary. Of course, I'm talking about Jade Presents, and we've got the man here in the studio, president, founder, and talent buyer himself, Jade Nielsen. Jade, how are you? Hi, good. Thank hey, you for having me. Yeah, thanks for making some time out of your busy schedule for us here. Well, happy 30th anniversary to you guys over there. Thank you. That makes me feel does, very old. I was going to say, does it feel like it's been 30 years already? Not really. Right. I mean, not really. I mean, I still, I feel like, you know, maybe in my late 20s, <laughs> but I'm older than Don't that. we wish? <laughs> well, I want to ask, obviously, and we talked, we touched base a little bit about this off the air, but this isn't exactly a direction right out of high school that you go, you know what? I want to be a talent buyer. I want to be a promoter. That's not something people want to do right out of high school. In fact, they get a little taste test of the stress that comes with your kind of job. They might turn around and uh, head the other way. What made you go down this path with your life? Uh, that's a, a, an interesting question. So, you, you're, I mean, you, you touched on this earlier, too, before we were on the air. I mean, I really was never a musician. I was not one of those guys that was in bands that right. that sort of stumbled into it. But I was telling some friends of mine the other day that are in bands and did go into uh, the world of, of event promoting you know, I think I gravitated towards that because I didn't have the skill to play guitar or anything. Right. I loved music sure. from the time I was young right. and um, was certainly a, a major consumer of music and buying and all of those sort of things, listening nonstop. And so, really, I stumbled into it. I two, A couple things happened. First, I happened to be friends with local bands in, in Fargo-Moorhead area at the right. time, Um I was working, I got a job working at uh, what then was Discontape, which right. is, you know, then turned into Discontent eventually. Sure. And um, I went in one day and I was buying music and the manager just said, you know, hey, I like your taste. You know, would you ever want to work here? And at the time I was working part time in a hotel. I was right. 18 years old. Right. And I said, yeah, I would love to. I had never thought of it, you know, so... As I started working in the store, I ended up taking on some of those tasks like uh, basically dealing with all the record labels on promotions and displays in the store and those sort of things. Right. And, and that's really how I stumbled into it because sure. I, I was in the music scene at that point. Then I, then there was kind of the retail component. Um, eventually, I started getting some phone calls you know, saying, hey, such and such band on Columbia Records right. wants to play North Dakota. Where would they play? You know, and, yeah. it, and then it was like, oh, I think I could. I could probably help them do that. And right. so you just, you know, it just happened naturally. Right. You know, it, interestingly enough, you're right. It was never a concept of like, I want to get into concert promoting because it was completely foreign to me at that right. point. I didn't know anything about it. Right. No. So obviously anybody that comes to work for you at Jade Presents or even interns, obviously they're looking to head down that same path and learn from you. What is the one golden rule you always tell them when they walk in that front door? Well, I think one of the most important things is uh, is is sort of respecting others' privacy. Sure. You know, the one thing that I could never do is you know come on the radio or even talk to people out socially about what an artist gets paid, for example, of or course. what the specifics are behind the scenes. Not that that information isn't potentially out there. I mean, right. you could probably Google it, but. Yeah. But ultimately, we're we're providing a service for the artist. Yep. Um, they're getting paid something respective of what the ticket price is. So of there's course. a correlation there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that privacy and what that artist does behind the scenes, backstage, or those sort of things that 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 stays up to them to share Fantastic. and not our place. So we try to be very professional in that, and and we're not the the entity. 
uh, per se that is going to be you know drinking or partying with the artists. Right. You know, I mean, we we keep it pretty. Not that we're not going to be friendly and of cordial course. and provide as much hospitality as we can, but right. but not to the point where it sort of crosses that line that we're friends. Of course. You know, and right. I think you know, I hate to say it, but that I think is one of the fatal flaws of yes. of other promoters, not only in this market but that I see elsewhere, is that right. they want to be in the music scene. And part of that is is that they want to do it to hang out and be party and to do that sort of right. thing. You can do that, but whether or not you're going to be able to take that step from friend to business associate to sure. professional right. doesn't generally happen. Absolutely. Now, in the 30 years you've been doing this, at what point do you remember in your career where you decided to expand outside of Fargo-Moorhead? Well, when I was, uh, I mean, I think like most of us, I, I, I had to at some point decide if I was going to make this a career or if this was going to continue to be a hobby. Right. You know, the first number of years, I really look at it as a hobby. I always had other jobs. I was doing other things. And it was just one of these things I did that I loved. And also it brought in additional income, but it was never, at least at that point in the first 10 years, let's say, it was never kind of a career thought. Um, but, um, but I ended up, you know, I was, I was, uh, about to get married and had a child and figured out I need to figure out what the heck I'm going to do with my life <laughs> right you know and and so that was it was kind of one of those wake up calls I was 25 at that time my daughter was born and I was 26 and and literally I and my wife at the time was going to start med school right and I and there was that part of me that was like Okay, uh, yeah, I've been, to, I've done some college, but I haven't finished. And what, right. what am I going to do with myself? Right. You know, and that's what I knew. And so, uh, I, I, I sort of looked and took a, you know, self inventory, so to speak, of this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I need to just push to a professional level. Sure. And then at that point, I started looking at not only doing more stuff outside of Fargo Moorhead or right. starting to head that direction, right. but getting more professional about what we do here. Sure. Um, sure. And, uh, you know, so this was back, um, you know, within the first 10 years of starting to do this, I was doing Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and Des Moines, and Omaha, and Lincoln, yeah. and bouncing around the country. You know, back around 2000, I was doing a lot of things with John Prine and Folkies and Willie Nelsons and B.B. Kings and stuff. And we were doing Hawaii, Alaska, Canada, you know, Florida and all around the country. The interesting thing now that I'm 30 years into this is I've almost sort of gone full circle. Oh, my focus now is almost solely on Fargo-Moorhead. Oh, fantastic. Um, and, and there's a number of reasons why. I mean, the industry has changed, but right. but personally, what my interest is has right. changed as well. Okay. So this isn't so much about a, you know, what business can I grab in Des Moines, for example. Right. There are other promoters in Des Moines that do a fine job. Sure. You know, now I'm looking at this business more so as I'm, 49 years old or soon to be 49 right. of, you know, uh, what can I do to sort of improve what we do here locally? Right. You know, improve quality of life, give back, yeah. you know, to, to nonprofits and so on. And, and, and so I look at this from a completely different perspective now than I did when I was 26, right. um, which, which I love seeing cause I'm probably having more fun doing what I do now than I ever have. Right. The fantastic thing too is obviously the community has grown. In the 30 years you've been doing this year, how have you seen the landscape of the scene here change? 
it's so different and it, it's refreshing. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, radio's changed. Yeah. Media in general has changed. When I started, there was no internet at that right. point, you know. So so the way that people, I think, are discovering music right. is changed completely. Right. And then with the way they consume music to some degree has changed completely, too. I mean, how many CDs are being sold today? Yeah. You know, uh, now you look at digital download, you look at Spotify and all these others. Right. There's just, it's just a different model. It's it a really different, is. it's a different way that people do it. So, yeah. you know, I'm a firm believer that you have to kind of change with the landscape changing. Of course. Um, so the market itself is so different. You right. know, back when I started, it seemed like it was completely commercial radio driven. Right. You know, and, yeah. um, you know, what was getting played on the rock station at that time or the pop station at that time is right. what we pursued to some degree as a promoter. Of like, course. what could we, what could we book that's also getting radio played? Now it's just so different. Yeah. You know, I mean, that can come into play, but, but we honestly as promoters don't even pay attention to that in this market anymore. You right. know, when we can do a, an artist like the Avett brothers, for example, yep. or somebody that really gets very little or well, the first time they played here, they probably were getting no radio play in the market, right. um, but can come in and sell 2,400 tickets and sell out, which is the first time they played here. To me, that was one of the most enlightening times. And forgive me, I think it was five years ago or so, or I really, it was one of those things where I said, wow, yeah. the market has changed the market market has gotten kind of more sophisticated on how they consume music and hear about music and 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 therefore where they're willing to spend their money to see live music too right, right. um so it's it's been a, a pretty substantial transformation i don't think it's just here i think it's elsewhere sure um but certainly um in this market it seems like five six years ago things started to change where maybe commercial radio per se wasn't the driver for what people wanted to go see live. Sure, sure. Now, obviously, before we get into this arts partnership deal that you have here, uh, you've done so much in the last 30 years, a lot of different things you've accomplished. What do you still have on your bucket list as a promoter that you would still like to do here in the Fargo-Moorhead area that has not been done and that you haven't personally got to do yet? Uh, that is a great question. One of the things that I've wanted to do, and I think we're right on the verge, is to open our own venue that we can control sort of top to bottom. Yes. You know, we can drive exactly what the traffic is in there, what sort of acts are playing there, what everybody's experience, all the patrons' experience are is coming and leaving and those sort of things. Sure. Um, you know, we've done that to a smaller scale. If you, you know, years ago when we, when we handled booking at, at the hub, the venue, um, but we didn't own it and we didn't necessarily control the staff or how things, you know, certain circumstances were handled or those sort of things. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm partnering the sanctuary. So that's kind of the first scenario that we've had to help guide that ship. Right. We're looking at, uh, opening another venue here, actually three new venues wow uh in the next uh, year or so one being the hall at fargo brewing which is something we've been working on for a while right um one being the former ushers building in moorhead right. that will be a, a smaller more intimate what a great space venue. yeah wow. beautiful space so yeah. and then we are looking at another venue uh in fargo or moorhead we're working through the options right now sure to be able to kind of recreate what we had with the venue right but someplace where people can 
come have an amazing experience. Great sound, great lighting, great amenities. They're right. treated well. Yep. Um, you know, it, come and have a night out and walk over to the restaurant next door or go to the bar afterwards or right. whatever the case may be. But sure. to start kind of creating that neat sort of neighborhood feel right. and i think we're we're on the verge of that fantastic It'll happen this year early next year well that's exciting and and of course we want to say kudos to you guys and thanks because you've really put fargo on the map as a hot spot for you know bands and artists to come on up and play because we're way up north and a lot of the times they don't want to come up this way unless there's absolutely a good reason so you guys have been doing a great job in making you. sure that fargo is a part of their roster so thank you for doing that i want to talk about this arts partnership thing you got going on it's a fairly new program you said it's about three years old a lot of people tuning in wanting to hear about this because obviously i think the the obvious thing about it is everybody thinks it's only for musicians but it's not can you give us kind of a brief rundown of this arts partnership grant that you guys are a part of sure so so we started this i think this will be year four Four. essentially so what we did is uh you know part of where i'm at in my career is i want to do more give back to the community and and one of the things that we were able able to do years ago and can't do as much of now is add local artists to music bills Aha. you know and so yes. that was part of part of my thought process was you know the the shows that we did many years ago was fairly common that you could add one or two local acts on it whether it was folk country rock whatever the case may be right most of the tours today are essentially uh, I would call it kind of all inclusive. Sure, you know, so there it's a three band act or a two two act show that's touring, right. where we have no opportunity as a local promoter in right. adding locals and giving them that exposure. So right. internally in our office, we said, "Is it, what else can we do? Yep. You know, is it, what else can we do to support locals? We want to see." all types of musicians out playing clubs, coffee shops, you know, outdoor stages, whatever the case may be. But what can we do internally to to help that? So what we did is we implemented four years ago now uh, a per ticket fund essentially so we we take a portion of every ticket sale at blue stem essentially stick it in an account to say this money is going to go back to local musicians to fund whatever endeavor that they want to do okay um so we started working with the arts partnership and we have no knowledge per se, of grant, the grant process or how this thing could work. Gotcha. So they're a logical option to work with. They've done a great job for us to say, look, we'll do the back end work right. on how you apply, right. you know, what gets funded. Yep. And then, you know, we ultimately cut them a check and they help watch the process to how those funds are spent to sure. make sure that, you know, if an artist applies and says, I want to record an EP and put right. out some sort of record or EP, LP, whatever it may be, yep. we want to make sure that at the end of the day that that gets done okay you know and and so they assist us with that the sort of homework and you know check-in so to speak of 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 what the act is doing so the the grants that we fund are purely for musicians okay yep so the arts partnership does other grants they do they do visual artists and different things along those lines but what we do with them is just the jade presents art partner arts partnership music grants okay so you don't have to be any certain type of musician though you don't have to be a rock musician or hip-hop or whatever we've we've done classical stuff we've done opera we've done the full gamut right you know hip-hop producers you name it i want to see it all right you know it's all important to the fabric of this community so to me it's not any particular genre it's not 
solo or band. It can be anything along those lines. That's fantastic. Now, you've extended this program. Obviously, the deadline that we saw recently was was last week, but you've extended it to 5 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, what is kind of, you said that you don't really have your hands specifically on it, but what is the process if, if somebody tuning in wants to know where they need to go, how long does it take, what do I need to provide to show where the money's going sure. so that you don't think, oh, I just gave $1,000 to a band who's going to go stuff their fridge at the rehearsal studio with a bunch right. of beer this year. Well, that's year. important too. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? What but do I they, can't fund that. What you know? is required by the artist that's applying? Sure. So what I would suggest doing is go to theartspartnership.net. Okay. Um, there's information right on that page on uh, Jade Presents Grant. I think you can just search for it right there or Google it. Okay. And it'll tell you exactly what the process is. It's, we've we've gotten this down to the point where it's a very simple application process. Gotcha. You don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. It doesn't have to feel like it's a you know a theme paper that you're writing for you know for graduate school or something along those lines. It's it's an application that you fill out that it includes a budget and some narrative on what you want to do with the funds. Sure, and it can be a variety of things: recording, touring, playing a live show, right. doing a number of different things. And then I am involved on the panel, but what okay. we do is we have a panel of four individuals that go through all the applications. Only one is from my office. The other three right. are not affiliated with Jade Presents at all because right. I want that neutral voice. Right. Um, somebody might think that... Um, you know that something is is very uh, relevant to the market that sure. I might might not be up my alley, but I still want you know I still want it to be very open and 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 uh, engaging from from all facets. It doesn't have to be something I'm a fan of by right. any means. Sure. Now you touch base on where this money comes from. Is there anything the community can do besides that to help give back? to this grant uh, fund, essentially. Is there anything online where they can donate, or is this going to be a part of Giving Hearts where they can donate uh, Wow, that's, a, that's that? a great question. I mean, that might be something maybe we look into starting with next year right. is, you know, is there, you know, maybe there's maybe there's something down the road where you go on to jadepresents.com to buy a ticket and you can add a dollar or something that goes to the fund or there something along those lines. That We haven't gone down that road yet because I've really looked at this as something that, we need to start doing, and if it grows into something much larger, that's awesome. awesome. But we're not quite at that step yet. Yeah, right. Well, I think the last question I want to ask you here, real quick, uh, touching base on your thirtieth anniversary. I think everybody here in the community wants to know: Are we going to have a Jade Presents thirtieth anniversary party? Wow. Uh, we well, <laughs> tell you what, we're doing. We're basically doing a little bit of a rebrand this year. So okay. we, you know, we're we're doing a new logo. We're refreshing our website. We're doing a bunch of things along those lines. Right. We are going to do a bunch of parties really throughout the year. One of which will be at the Fargo Street Fair. We're sponsoring a stage and programming a stage at the Street Fair this year. Oh, cool. We're doing some other things with the Downtown Community Partnership to do music right. around throughout the summer. Sure. Um, we're doing a bit of a kickoff party at the Sanctuary uh, late March. that that information will come out soon. So you'll notice a few things throughout the year of us doing kind of some give backs, free events with free music and us just being out there saying, hey, we're local, we produce live music, we want you to be entertained and, and that's it. That's all we ask for is right. come out and have a good time. 